0: Sentire Media.
1: Before we get started today, I want to thank all you guys for listening and sharing this with a friend. If you like what you hear and you know someone who is a uh, lover of Italy, like obviously you are, please let them know about the podcast and let them know about us. And we appreciate the word of mouth. All right. You ready? Mm Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Heat it up. welcome thank you so much on this primo dicembre first yes. of december uh thank you for downloading and joining us for our fireside chat of a podcast again coming to you and direct straight from the fire with a big stupid dog at our feet
2: yes it is it feels like december first it's a blustery blustery day we're talking so more than blustery i'd say downright windy it's uh 22 gusts of right now, 22 kilometers an hour and increasing. Il Mateo on Punto Eat. We've discussed this before, how accurate they are, but it says 35 to
1: 55 gusts. Wow. Hardcore. It is a beautiful gusty, like Ashley said, beautifully crappy Sunday morning. My name is Jason, along with my beautiful wife, Ashley, and we operate and own La Tavola Marque, AgroTurismo, and... Culinary school. We're, Ciao. Ciao. We got a lot to talk to you about. Uh, we're going to, ch- as we said last time, we're going to try and start doing this a little bit more um, consistent. So Yes. Now that we have the time in the winter, it's good to do. All right. Start us off. Where are we today?
2: All right. Well, like you said, first of December, we got to take it back. Uh, whew, it's We're battling the winds today. <laughs> and we have uh, set up the plastic sheeting in the doorway, yet we had to. It, it is... Oh, high well, class! <laughs> because there's gaps under the front door, which Jason has still put down the um, strip the, the little... strip things, yeah. but doesn't seem to matter. And we had to go a step further and put um, just before we fired up these mics, we had to hang. Wool blanket in the doorway. Yeah, a wool blanket. There's, it's still
1: <laughs> so drafty that it is pushing the plastic sheeting into the kit The, the quadruple layered plastic sheeting. You, were, you put your hand up to it, and you are like, "Oh my god, get over here!" into the into the into the uh, kitchen. So now that we put a big wool blanket and hung that over the door as well, that seems to be working. So oh that's
2: my gosh, it just air, cold air finds its way in.
1: But let's be honest, it's 10 o'clock and I am not out of sweats and pajamas.
2: No, but I was going to say today how we're battling the winds. About a week ago, uh, the day before Thanksgiving, you took the dog on a walk into the woods and discovered we had a water problem.
1: Oh yes, our, um, we get our water from a sorgente or a spring in the back and that tube that runs down to the house had disconnected itself. So it wasn't filling up the big cistern that we have below the house. And we don't know that because it's only two of us now and the cistern holds
3: a know, lot of obviously water. more than a week's
1: <laughs> worth of water for us. So when I was on my walk with the dog, I decided to pop down and check out the check out the, the spring and the, the tube and discovered it was disconnected at, and it just began to snow so it was oh like god I came back to the house I was like alright Ash let's go we fashioned a hook because the tube now has run down the river and gotten bent up and kind of
2: oh and it just happens to, of course it's at the spot in the river where there's a mild waterfall <laughs> and a drop of about six or seven feet to another level like it's like three two or three levels
1: drop anyway and
2: no meaning it's not a
1: no it's trickle. not just hooking it back up again no
2: because many people who are listened have been here and the river is pretty flat in most spots so we just had to make that um and also let's just go a little deeper here the thing you used to make a hook
1: (laughs) that was the pool the old pool pole the pole for the pool that you would use for like like uh, getting stuff out of the pool. You use what you got. You yeah, use what you, you got. use what you got. I got the old one. I put my foot on it and made a little hook on it, and there we go. So it's snowing. We head into the woods with our new hook, and we bring a stick
2: lighter, like one of those... Um, yeah, what would you call it a blowtorch? T- blow, blow and torch a t-
1: blowtorch because the tubes—one's plastic, one's hard plastic, one's soft plastic. So you have to blowtorch the soft plastic one, so the hard plastic one will fit inside of it. This is all very professionally done, mind you. Oh, for sure. This thing is so rigged; it's just a bunch of stuff. Like over the years, I whenever I go up to fix this thing, it's never. Oh, today I'm going to fix the the tube up there, the connection. It's no, it's like, never
2: on your Saturday project. Oh, there's no water. I got to run up there. And so, bailing. There's w- guests, or it's Easter, or it's snowing.
1: <laughs> All of our problems always with this house have come from water heating it, always. moving it, and anything, just water. And uh, yeah, the other day was no exception. So, some bailing wire and a blowtorch and. It's I I think it's fixed forever. Oh, well, wait, forever. you skipped the meat and
2: potatoes of the story. Um, we couldn't use the hook. Like the hook didn't work. The tube Too is heavy. rigid and heavy and filled with some water still and it wasn't working. I shimmy I was proud of myself. I shimmy down the side of the hill and came down to the river from a low point and worked my way back up the river and I had to say F it and I'm getting in, I'm getting in the water the <laughs> and climbing up the underside of this little bit of the waterfall. And it was, it was pretty hairy. I felt pretty adventuresome. And, and I just kept thinking I might as well freaking get wet now because if I don't, we're not going to have any water. So <laughs> it's like ironic
1: to have to get wet to preserve the water. You know what I mean? It is the iron dripping with the irony. Anyway, it was definitely not a boring uh Wednesday.
2: No, and it was like you were like, push, push it, get up here. We had it was all teamwork, but uh that's one of the that's one of the beauties and adventures of living in the countryside.
1: Uh I like that we've become handy and yeah. that we don't need to call someone to No, do that. it
2: felt it, good. Did. Like it was. It was an adventure and at first you're just like, Oh man, what a freaking drag. It's snowing, we gotta go do this. And then it, oh then, when you, we finally get the tube ready to go back together, I had dropped the lighter in the river.
1: <laughs> so we can't we can't use the torch to to soften the the other tube <laughs> to put it hysterical. in. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh my god. Good times, it good was. times. So that's never a dull moment living in the countryside. Yep. And now we've got the wind. Oh. For Thanksgiving this year, we just didn't really do anything big. It was just every every year. Most years we do a Thanksgiving around you know around the the actual date um, to thank everyone for uh, helping us throughout the year. And this year we decided because. The house is all closed up. We got all the plastic up. We've got we're insulated for the winter. Um, it's a hull to do. It's a to <laughs> do. Listen, I love doing it. I love having the Thanksgiving and thanking everyone for helping us out. But we could do it in the spring. We're year. going to. That's what Gaji said. He's anyway. like, just do it in the spring because it's not. He it's said, a, he knows it's a big deal too. It's it is a big deal and it's important that we do. But man, what it's a it's a lot of work.
2: No, I mean by a big deal, I meant it's a big it's a lot of work. So it was kind of secretly nice to. Do Thanksgiving for just the two of us. Well, I didn't do it. Jason did. But enjoy the turkey the night it's made. Normally we have it as leftovers the day after. Oh, we still have it. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: But I didn't mind having a quieter Thanksgiving. That's what I we mean. talked to all our family on yeah. Skype the whole day and watched movies, and it was good.
2: It was good. It was really fun. Watch
1: football, so.
2: Yes. Oh, and before that, we had the Beltrami lunch like the day before, two we days We talked before. about
1: it in our last podcast about what we, we were going to uh, Beltrami, the cheese, the crazy cheese, Einstein guy who makes cheese, the pit cheese. So go ahead.
2: I took some great pictures, by the way. Um, you can find I'm them on put, Facebook. I'm going to put
1: more wood on the fire. Hold on. You can, you can. Um,
2: so we go to the lunch and Marco... Well, the open, I should say the unearthing of the cheese. And we've done this a couple times. And Marco had called us on the way. Oh, make sure we're going to be there. And it was uh, Marco, the wine guy. And we had like kind of, it had all been really nonchalant. And Jason was like, we're not like um committed to anything are we and i was like no we're just it's going for the cheese thing and it had, the year before it had been like samples yeah and the year before lunch, it was they later. under the
1: cheese and everyone there's they're passing around samples of cheese you could buy the cheese of course and then they just some had little, wine and beer yeah they had a little Christini. it was just kind of like between everything you just kind of made a little lunch out of it
2: yeah and so it was like not a big deal so i thought yeah whatever we're just kind of running into marco and some friends there and um Sure enough, we get there. We walk around for, like, five minutes. We see Marco immediately. And um, I see some friends of ours from Almacord, the beer place in Apecchio. And uh, and we kind of get ushered upstairs and into this back room. And it was, like, Vittorio um, Beltrami was like, come, come, come. If you're with Marco, come, come, come. And we go up there. And we sit down. And we realize, oh, my God. <laughs> We're at a private We're lunch. We're at a private lunch. And we arrived just in time so many times jason will be like oh it's italy let's show up late and we i was sl- we were half, we were, fa- we, were oh, we were early like we weren't late at all and it was like we were just on time as a matter of fact and it was really nice but it was
1: absolutely hysterical because we just had no idea we never get it right we when never we're invited get to this it right. we never i don't know if we just don't if the we never understand like sometimes it'll, it'll they'll people invite us somewhere and it's like come to do this and it'll be th- like this a whole sit down very special lunch and then other times it's just not even a not lunch even it's a just lunch. a we thing. Just drink and a, yeah. so i don't know it's weird
2: we d- um, are we the, missing something uh, my most favorite time we misunderstood was when we first moved here and the morettis oh. invited us to of um,
1: dinner. Tell this story. We are here literally. It's We have Ash. We're staying at Fabio, our commercialista's country house because our, the Kakamoni where we are now was totally frozen. The pipes were frozen. You cannot move in. They
2: didn't even have heat. They,
1: yeah, no there heat. There was no so gas. We were, He's like, come to my friend's house. He's having a, uh, this was Christmas Eve. Yeah. Was it or a couple days before Christmas? Whatever. Whatever. I um, feel like it was Christmas Eve. It was to, right there. Come to my friend's. He's having a dinner party and there's a place for you to they stay. They their villa. It's their yes. villa. There's a place for you to
2: stay. It's the Moretti family. Uh, we were very honored to be invited. And we show up. First of all, side note, not to get into this story, but we show up like two hours late because we follow our GPS down a We've cow mud road. Right. I know. But just to tie it together. So we arrived super late. We they, we were only able to get our car out of there because we had a change of clothes since we were told there was room for us to stay.
1: <laughs> Ashley and her sister and I packed bags because yeah. we thought, Oh, I oh, guess we were, we're staying over Yeah, the there's night. room for
2: us to stay. It's in it's like an hour away from where we were, so we were like, I guess we're spending the night. So we get there finally and everyone's like, Oh, these are who we've all been waiting for in the Americans and and everyone was really nice and we we thankfully we didn't bring our bags in. <laughs>
1: Because they meant, they didn't mean stay the night. They meant
2: there was like a place at the table for us to stay, for us to be. We thought they meant like stay the night. And we wait for everyone else to like leave. And we're just there with Fabio and some other people, the people who own the house. And we were like, so what's going on? Like, and they're like, well, I guess it's time to go. And we looked at Fabio and he was like, yes, we all go home now. And it was like, oh my God, we totally were where we were about to ask where our room was. Like, we thought we were seeing some huge villa for the night. It was a total disappointment. But
1: from the beginning... Not a we... disappointment, but like, oh, thank God we never said anything. Yeah. And let's just get in our car and get out it of It was
2: just still from the beginning. We have never understood invitations.
1: How about when Rosalba, the woman, when we f- first moved out here and Rosalba was teaching us... We talked about that, too. Yeah, we talked she, about that, too.
2: She said, come over for dinner.
1: The lo- <laughs> <laughs> if... You're not she back said, if in you're time. Not, she go for next weekend. We would meet every Thursday or whatever it was. And she said, "If you're, we, we said we had to go do this thing, whatever it was. And we wouldn't be back till right before the class. And she said, "If you're back before, come have dinner at my house." So we said, "Okay." Well, that day comes along, and we're coming back. It's like five or it's like six or seven in the evening, and we're halfway back home, and we get a phone call. Where are you? We said, well, we're on our way back home. Why? Well, we're having dinner at my house this evening. I've made all this food. These people are here. Blah, blah, blah. We felt terrible. That was horrible. And she let us know it, too. Yeah. So we just... We get it wrong. We do get it wrong. So So we got it wrong again.
2: And it was funny because... Beltrami also spoke about the Americans at the lunch and wanted to thank us, and we were like, "Oh my and god!" I,
1: <laughs> I hate it. I don't like being. I don't like being called out in a room full of people, especially when I'm shoving bread in my face oh, and no. everyone turns to look at me. I threw the bread on the ground. Drunk. <laughs> I was. I had. A, I had. Uh, I had like two or three a stone beers. Stone floor, we
2: were, but that was hysterical. He turns and looks at us, and he's like, "And the Americans." And then I was half listening because I was starting to zone out. The guy talks on and on and on, and I was afraid was he directing the question to us? I felt like a student in class, you know, going, "Oh my god." But it was a good day. It was. I'm glad we went. It was really a lot of fun,
1: and it was good to see Marco. And we um, all got kind of buzzed on the beer. Yeah, the beer was strong, and mm-hmm. I think it's because we didn't have anything in our stomachs. So. True.
2: And we ate a lot of uh, vinci grassi.
1: Yeah, which...
2: Is a marqué lasagna. It's
1: like a very rich lasagna. It was was good. It was good.
2: Oh, and then we had the cheese for dessert. The um, aged cheese from this year and then two-year aged cheese, which was with um, a apple ginger jam, which was really nice. They always
1: do different... Different things like yeah. that you would never find really here in the
2: no, in this no, park. she's really creative with jams and like the dandelion honey kind of
1: thing. And oh, even their cheeses, like they put different things on, like a, they put the rose, petals. And the rose petals, they wrap their um, their goat's cheese in. It's mm-hmm. nice, it's beautiful. I wish they were closer so we can get their cheese on. They do a lot of great fresh cheeses too. I always have their formaggio di falsa in the fridge, but um, their fresh cheeses are great. It's just there's they're like an hour.
3: Mm-hmm. a good solid
1: hour away mm-hmm. and they don't deliver their no. small are little you place, me? so it's just hard to get their stuff
3: oh
2: <sighs> so what else has been going oh on oh my god
1: our docs for our we sent oh, our yeah
2: packets. we said that last week that we had our well that was the work we have to do
1: so we got it done we got our packets together that is the same information every single year for our promeso di sojourno or our permission to stay Our basically our renewing our green card thing did we do it or did i do it what the packets you did everything. <laughs> for the packets. Would you like to talk about them? I, I was sitting there with a the
2: dictionary because you just want to make sure, like you know the words, but you want to double make sure because you have to have black pen and all of this, and you just don't. I, and of course, I made a mistake well, on mine. And well, had to go ahead and explain what
1: the whole process is. You get
2: like a seven. You get an envelope from the um, uh, post, office. post office each year to renew your permesso di soggiorno. Um, also, if you are applying for your carto di soggiorno and. Um, You fill this out.
1: Several packets.
2: Yeah. And there's you have to have a a companion form to read with it to understand what – like an index. What does A, B, and C in these tables mean? And so you constantly have to refer to these things and back and forth and back and forth. How much
1: of this information that you're putting on this packet was the exact same information that went on the last packet? All of it but the taxes for this year. So really all they need (laughs) – do they really need a copy of the same passport?
2: I don't know why every single page. Why every pa- That one just kills me because so much is done electronically now with um, travel and everything. I don't know. Why don't they just know where we've gone or who
1: the hell cares? We get to make a packet, which is about oh, um, 80 pages. It's an 80-page packet of documents, all of which save for, what do you think, 15 pages of it? Um, well, well, the copies are the same exact thing of twenty seven
2: were yes, all but twenty seven. Okay, <laughs>
1: Um, they you know this the copy of each page of my passport that I that is the, the formation same thing of our
2: business, dude. If we're renewing our passport, <laughs> or I arming mean our visa because we have a business, it was, uh, it's the same G day business as it was same... six years ago. <laughs>
1: everything and you mail this huge packet in it went up this year from oh, 85 euro to 150 something euro uh-huh. um, with all the austerity they i guess it's screw you know put it to the, the screws to the foreigners
2: yeah which on a side note by the way i read there are more births um, in italy to foreign parents than to Italians. So they should be a
1: little happier about some of the foreigners, I think. So you get the packet at the post office. You take it home. You make all your copies of everything. You fill out the, uh, all the packets that you have to fill out. Attach- and for some
2: reason you have to write – there's a space where you have to put how many pages are included in this, including the modules that they have included in the packet.
1: Nice. And then you take it to the post office. This is where the fun... This is where the story begins.
2: Well, for you. Yes. Now you chime in. (laughs) So, well, I started it. So Jason drops me off because he's like, all right, I'm going to do the grocery shopping (laughs) while you do the post office. Because you never know at a post office in Italy how... Long the lines could be,
1: and you have to take this packet. The only way to get this packet to turn it in is to take it to the post office. They have to put special stamps and yeah. blah blah blah. Uh,
2: why it's done in the post office, I'm not exactly sure. However, it does make it easy. We used to think we had to go to the freaking post office in Pizarro, which is why we hate Pizarro so much. But no, we found out we can go just here to Piobico. So we've done it for the past couple of years in Piobico. Easy peasy, no problem. The guy with the ponytail, super awesome. The young guy. Well, this time, one of the other people were working, and I arrived there at about 11.45. This is also the second time I've already been in the post office that day. The first time to go pick up my backup packet because I made a mistake on the first one. I had to go sit at the cafe, have a uh, cappuccino, listen to everyone talk about the impending snow, and fill it all out. So I go back
1: in plenty of time because what time does the post office close? It should close at 1, but he says
2: 12.45. So at 11.45, I'm in line. It's noon, I get helped No problem, he sees the packet And he tells me, oh oh, I don't know, first he says Well, you have all these packets, where's the other people? And one of them was a garbage packet Because it was a mess up, and I said, I'm here And the other one's for Jason, but he's at the grocery store Well, he has to be here to do this First of all knows us in town it's not like he could just come in and sign at the very end or something like he why Artie, you already signed the packet why you need um like visual confirmation of jason
1: i have no idea He know he absolutely knows me
2: he knew our address by heart <laughs> like he, when he started filling everything out he didn't ever ask us what's your address it was hysterical so <laughs> um Then he says, well... I said, well, why don't you start mine? Jason will be here shortly. And he's like, I don't even know. Uh... You should take this to Urbania. And I was like, I, I'm, I'm here. What are you talking about? So then he says that the, uh, since the price went up, he's not sure which price to charge us because on the, um, like payment slip that it comes with the handy payment slip that it comes with has like three or four choices of payment possibilities. And he was like, I don't know. I don't know. And I was like, just charge me this one. I think this is it. I'm pretty sure. He was like, but if you do it wrong, Then all your paperwork will be sent back. And I think you should go to Urbania and do it there. And I was like, I'm here. I'm, we're doing it now. Just charge me fine. Charge me the more expensive one. Like, what do you think? I don't know. I just don't know. I just don't. If there was someone you could call, who helped you prepare this packet? I said, I did it myself. He goes, you did it all by yourself. I did it all by myself. Yes. Oh, oh, well, then I guess there isn't anyone to call. Hmm. And he would just like, look at the papers and, and then he goes, go next. Door to the comune, which, so I go ask the guy over there. (laughs) So when I pop into his, so I said, Fine, I'll be right back. I'll be right back. Like, I didn't want him to try to close on me, which I was getting the feeling he was trying to kick me out of that post office. (laughs) So I go over to the comune office, literally just the next door over from the post office. And I was like, Me again, because on a side note, I had already been there to make photocopies, because at the tobacco shop where we normally make photocopies, the owner's mother was working. <laughs> she goes, I I think it's broken. I don't know how to use that machine. And I said, Well, I think I do. I can use it. No, no, no. It's broken. It's definitely broken. My son isn't back until this afternoon. And I was like, I need it now. Oh, no, no, no. No one knows how to use that machine but him. <laughs> I'm sure she thinks it's like a magical copy machine. Go to the comune. So when I walk in there, he goes, I said, She sent me here. I need a few p- copies. Here's how many copies? I was like, 20 ish, Ventine, which we is like, <laughs> really, I needed closer to 30 some copies. And it was like, fine. Obviously, I was interrupting him, which, by the way, this community office is awesome because it's just like the one in Sant'Angelo where it's just heaps of record books stacked up everywhere. And it has that musty smell of old papers and old newspapers. And I, I love it. And just, you know, just tree, th- like just carousels of stamps. So, when i come back in there from the post office he was thinking like what the hell are you doing back here and he looks at it and he's like one year it's good for a year so i go back and tell him charge me the year thing and now it's like whoa 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 it's too close to closing." now time. we're gonna
1: close soon
2: <laughs> and now i've got jason with me i've flagged him down from the cargo and you got to get in here and the guy's like it's too close to closing time i gotta close in 45 minutes <laughs>
1: I was like, I was almost near tears at this point. It's like, we're not we're, I'm like, then I it's piped snowing. up. It's snowing. I'm we like, like, we are here. There's plenty of time to do this. We do it every year here. It's not difficult. Let's go.
2: So he's like, fine. he's like, fine. And then every person who came in behind us, he'd go, no, no, no. I'm closed. I'm closed. And this guy was like, man, I just have to pay a bill. I can just wait till you're done with them. It's not a big deal. You guys don't close till one o'clock. He goes, I close my doors at 1245. It was still like 1230. The guy was like, yeah, there's plenty of time. I'm sure you will be done which he was in time and so then we start going through the uh, stuff and and
1: and he starts making almost like grunts and like well (laughs) when he was entering in the first like he has to first of all it's hysterical he has to enter in damn near all the information that we just put into these stupid things which is why even do it i don't know anyway um he would, he, it wouldn't let him go to the next page, and it was almost like he was screwing up on purpose. Yeah, he'd be like, Oh, His hands well, I would be know. flying in the air,
2: and he would just look at us and be like, Im- Impossible, impossible, negata, like it's just not letting me go. And I was thinking, I can freaking see this screen. It's telling you, Force the address, like it's saying, Force the address through. We live so deep in the country, it doesn't recognize our address. So we're talking about the guy from the post office. Like he knows our address. He knows it exists. Like how come he doesn't know how to force our address? Anyway,
1: after all that, um, we get the, our receipt or our proof that we. Uh,
2: after many stamps, he had stamped the back and the back fold twice or three times. I don't know why. <laughs> we
1: get the all it's said sudden town It's all, over one hundred and fifty euro per person each. each. And when it's all said and done, he, our record or our proof that we have renewed this very important immigration card is nothing but a receipt from the post office. That's it. This is what we will carry around until our card arrives, usually between June and August.
2: They gave us the appointment. They print out the appointment um, at the Questura, at the closest large police station, which for us, thankfully, uh, is Urbino. So... We're closer. They know us. Um, It's not all the way in Pesaro, which is just a huge
1: hassle. But we'll go back for an interview. We'll give them. Mid December? Mid December. They're going to ask for our projected uh, tax returns for 2013.
2: Well, and technically on the printout, it says, yeah, all this shit you just put in this envelope, uh, bring another copy copy of it with you. You know, all this, all these things that we, we've requested and now we have, um, we're going to need it again
1: next week. (laughs) And hopefully within six to eight months, our new cards will arrive. They will be, then they will be valid for the remainder of the year, which will be, uh, four or five months. Which is why immediately
2: upon getting our card or, you know, going to this meeting and everything, Jason has already started looking into for our Carta di Sojourno, uh, the A- Two level Italian language courses.
1: So we're gonna. So we signed up for language courses to because you could either go and take the this test or you can just pass this language course and it's good. It's equivalent of taking the test.
2: Or they do it for free in the comune.
1: They do do it for free in the comune, but
2: but it's like hit or miss. It's it's it, weird. Well. Uh, I, don't I just want to tell people there's that option,
1: oh oh yeah, yeah, you can take there's free language courses all over the place. I prefer to take an online course and do it whenever I- if I feel like studying at you know going and doing it at you know ten o'clock at night it's fine.
2: The problem is that for us to do it, the freeway would be in Sant Angelo, which is St Angelo, <laughs> which is the back road. It, it is pain in the butt it in the is. winter it's really hairy in the winter and with the snow and the ice that we get out here an online course is just a lot better for us.
1: We end up not going because it's like totally oh, totally crappy outside I mean, and and they're like feel. oh just leave the house at 4 or, or worse if it's at 7 o'clock at night or oh, something. Oh, my God. <laughs> Please, it's dark. You've uh, got to be kidding me, so right? we, st- So we went... Um, we're starting our course the 6th of December, mm-hmm. and it'll be done the 22nd or 20-something of February. So I'm excited because I feel like our Italian has definitely went downhill. I know. We've had
2: so many English-speaking guests and speaking just the two of us. I feel like recently, like, you, you brought it up. I've only really talked to Gachi in Italian. Like, I don't do the grocery shopping or anything, so... It is. It's. Uh, it, it'll, this will be really good for us.
1: It'll be good. It'll be a, more of a basic course. It'll be a good refresher. And then we'll probably take another one after that and start really improving. I want to really improve our Italian. That's my goal for, well, one of them for the new year. Mm-hmm. Yes. It is almost time for Christmas. It is. Speaking of almost time for Christmas, Panettone. Pandemonium. You know know it's almost Christmas time, not by Black Friday. Oh, by the way, (laughs) I love Black Friday in America because I love going to YouTube the next day and looking at all the crazy people fight each other for cheap Chinese-made electronics. It's awesome. But here in Italy, we don't have that. You know it's Christmas because... You see the boxes of Panettone coming out.
2: They started arriving. Um, it begins as a slow trickle at first for some grocery stores. Others, it's immediate. Um, like pallets. Assault. To the sky. Yeah. <laughs> um, that, yeah, pallets to the sky. And it's all different types. I prefer Panettone. Well, I've, are we doing this? Should I get into a whole panatone conversation? Sure.
1: Hit it. I have talked plain about it without, I just don't like the hard candies. Panettone is a type of eggy bread that is very, uh, very tall and um, in a circular shape. It almost looks like a chef's hat. And um, you'll find them around Christmas. Traditionally, they're uh, – could you look up where they're from? They're from the over? north, I think. They are from the north, in Milan, I think. And um, traditionally, they have candied fruit or dried fruit, like pieces of dried orange, uh, raisin. Um, they vary widely in quality from super cheap to really artisanal and very expensive. I love the ones with little chocolate chips. Ashley likes the crappier, chunkier ones with chocolate instead of the the traditional candy It's good. I do like
2: the ones with just raisins too. Yeah. And what the best way to do it is you put it next to your
1: fireplace or stove. Yeah. You put it near the fire and warm it slightly as you're eating dinner. And it's it's good. It's one of those. It's just like uh, for me, it's like chestnuts, roasted chestnuts. I never had roasted chestnuts growing up and then here they're everywhere at this time of year and you have them a couple of few times and they're delicious same thing with panettone you can i can get burned out on panettone yes and because it's this like
2: fluffy soft buttery bread we make it for easter i mean for easter for french toast and <laughs> and It's so easy to pull apart when it's warm that you start eating more. You just can't buy it. Like, but everyone starts giving it to you as gifts and pop by and they give you a thing of pentatone and you're like, yeah, it's a little pentatone. I
1: hated it growing up and now I freaking love it. Yeah, it's good. We we'll, we'll get one. They, we eat a
2: month's worth. Like, I'll have to look it up again and give the stats of like. They,
1: there's more than one panettone in Italy. They sell more than one ahead of panettone. Oh, it's
2: there. like ten ahead or yeah, something, it's something ridiculous. Something crazy.
1: You'll see it everywhere. I mean, it's everywhere. There's a, when you go to the butcher, he has a plate. He has a you know a, by the register. He'll have panettone cut up and around. The ex, the artisanal ones, the handmade ones, can be really expensive.
2: I'd like to. Find like a really good fancy one.
1: What I've heard, well, remember
2: we tried a really fancy one. And it in Bologna wasn't that, it, was and it was okay. Was not, yeah, it was
1: um, like. Eh. From what I've gathered, talking to people, the there's the good industrial brands, but when you go and spend fifty or sixty euro for a panettone, it never pays off. It's never as good. It's really hard to make too. Um, make it Bally, in the house.
2: Bauli B A U L I is a pretty like trusted. Um, um,
1: for the commercial one, yeah, for the commercial brands, mm-hmm. that's not bad. There's what's the blue one too? There's a blue box. Hmm. Um. Shoot. Anyway, that's that's the sure sign of Christmas. All the uh, lights are going up. The Aguri signs. Pretty soon they'll light the on the side of the hill of uh, that overlooks Pio Bico, um They have the nativity scene in lights, and uh, piobico in lights. It's the Hollywood sign of Piovecu. That's awesome. That'll get lit.
2: I'm excited.
1: I'm too. It's, it'll be. It, had I love had snow. The we
2: had snow on Thanksgiving and the day before, so it really felt festive. Even though no one else here was like celebrating Thanksgiving, it was the middle of the week. But in my mind, I was like, "Oh, this is awesome! Snow on Thanksgiving."
1: Um, we've the uh, eggs or the eggs. The chickens we have. We killed. We had uh, twenty chickens. We mm-hmm. killed half, and we have eight left. Or a little more than half, and they have been producing eggs over time. I think they got the message. Message like, heard. <laughs> you guys keep it up. If we yeah, so they're spitting out. I get eight eggs a day, and it's just two of us. And we had a discussion with Gaji the other day about <laughs> cholesterol and eggs. And he, I was like, "How many eggs should? How many eggs should a normal person eat per week?" He's like. Yeah, two I was like oh shit so uh I've outdone
2: myself today <laughs> like
1: <laughs> we need to uh so we started giving Gaji uh, uh, eggs because Carolyn and Luke are out of town we're watching the dog
2: will you give eggs even to like the, um, the guy who cuts ev- your hair I give eggs
1: to everyone <laughs> well you know you turn around and after three or four days you have dozens and dozens of eggs so mm-hmm. um, Gaji's been giving them out to people and he, he said he's been distributing eggs <laughs> yes. to uh,
2: recollect to recuperate capoletti so he's gonna give
1: people <laughs> eggs and when he comes back through again he wants capoletti out of those he's hysterical capoletti are these little um tiny tortellini basically tortellini would be f- more from amelia romagna and we call them capoletti or little hats they're smaller and they're smaller same similar shape filled with meat and um they're very they're very labor intensive to make so and they're all you always find them around christmas time mm-hmm. yeah you eat them at christmas and uh so uh we've been giving he's him bags hysterical. of great. i love it he goes uh he goes shooting every he goes hunting every day he's out there today even in this crappy weather
2: and then he comes stomping in and uh
1: wants coffee ra- Wants
2: coffee raises a little hell
1: talks a little shit and out the door out. again <laughs> calls it calls the dog lazy and stupid Tonto. yeah <laughs> So that's what's going on around in our neck of the woods. It's been great. We're just settling in nicely to the no work.
2: It is. uh, Settling in and our waistbands
1: are expanding. (laughs) expanding. But I made the proclamation Monday, tomorrow, 2nd of December. It's back to work. We've had one month to relax and recharge of no
2: work. And and like I said, let out the waistband.
1: And um, it's time to... It's time to get going and start planning for next year and doing all that stuff starting tomorrow. Right back at you. So really, I like structure. We're much better when we're structured. You say everything starts on a Monday. It does start on a Monday. And I need to know, all right, in the morning we're doing this, not, oh, we're going to, you know, whatever, because then I'll end up.
2: I know. Like today it was like, are we doing work or since it's so blustery, are we staying in sweats and watching movies and making podcasts and having popcorn? And I always go for the popcorn.
1: (laughs) And so it is. So we are going to get to the next section of our podcast, the question and answer. You guys send in questions. And if we think they're funny or interesting or we want to talk about them, we'll answer them on our little podcast. And um, today we have a couple.
2: Um, And with that, I want to give a shout out to Linda in Pacifica, California. Nice little uh, 1st of December shout out. All right. This (laughs) comes from. That was a
1: terrible segue. I
2: don't know. I wasn't looking for for a segue i was looking for a shout out um now we have a question from courtney in jersey she jersey
1: new jersey or jersey jersey Jersey. Like jersey is in uk oh new jersey Jersey.
2: as in she commutes to brooklyn and listens to the podcast on the subway i like that the ins and outs of packing and moving to another country So what were the ins and outs of packing and moving to another country? How did you prepare
1: both mentally and packing things and paperwork? Oh, right. Well, the best thing I could, uh, since I did this whole thing, I will talk about it. It's very, it's kind of confusing. You go to, you type into uh, Google, like there's these companies that are consolidators that will set everything up for you. There's a lot of hidden fees. There's a lot of coding words for different f- things. Someone will quote you a really low price, but then it's the tax and the port fee on the other side isn't paid. So when your stuff comes, they'll be like, Oh, well we need X amount of money to release it to you. So really do your homework and really, um, really read a lot up about them. If the price seems too good to be true, it probably is. There's going to be a lot of stuff on the other side. Um, uh, what else? Uh, it takes a long time. It takes a while. Hopefully, if you're moving overseas, your company is taking care of all of this. Which if means- that's
2: the case, I remember calling a friend of ours and I was like, oh, she recently moved to Switzerland. She'll know how we can move all of our stuff. And she was like, honey, um, <laughs> my company moved me here and they paid for everything and it was like oh
1: man that's the way to do it because this ain't cheap it's not cheap so you can rent whole containers you can rent a 40 foot whole container you can rent a 20 foot whole container you can get a partial container um sometimes they do it by weight sometimes they do it by volume uh for us it was easier to do it by volume so we knew all right we have eight feet by you know by you know, six feet by eight feet or whatever it was. And we, you know, the dimensions of all your boxes. And then you know how many boxes you can fit in. My suggestion would be to do, we set it up in our living room. We measured it out and put all the boxes together because if it's too big, they're going to hit you with all these fees. And the day the guy comes, They'll pack it for you if you want, but I don't trust no one to do all that for this big of a pack. No, no. So we did all the packing. We numbered the boxes. You have to have a manifest, everything inside each box. So box number one, relate to, you know, we had
2: everything. Box one has X, 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 X. manifests
1: of everything. Um, And then when they come and take it, they load it all up. They pack it into the container. If you got a whole container or... However, it is, and we'll see you in six to eight weeks. You would um also like to quiz at me and say, How m-
2: "What's in that box? Is that box worth fifty five dollars?"
1: Well, we figured it out. Um, Wasn't and, it something yeah, like that? Yeah, man- <laughs> however many boxes we could, you know, we we went and bought. I wanted, you know, you can go to the grocery store and get their used boxes, but then it's a disaster because. To size it all up. It was a huge penalty if we went over the size or whatever, over the size that we had. So we bought new boxes and it was worth the money. That and liquor store boxes. Uh, we did for have books. some liquor store because all the wine cases are, are you know, they're the same size wine boxes for books. So we figured it out. We have, this is how much it's costing. This is how many boxes we're going to have. Each box was $55. Either we need to put $55 worth of sentimental value in there or $55 worth of stuff that's worth it. Otherwise, get rid of it. It hits the bricks. It's going to the stoop sale. It's going to the stoop sale. <laughs> so for us, mo- mainly we bought cl- we brought clothes, books. Um, moment- Nothing electronic. Nothing electronic because we were changing and to the, the th- 220 And the things volts. that we brought electronic thinking, oh, uh, we'll use an adapter, fried. Fried immediately. So you go ahead and buy the adapter for your Cuisinart. I fried and most of my American electronics, just the buy Bose speakers. Yeah, Bose speakers. We plugged in. <laughs> that was the saddi-
2: That was like the saddest moment. We were like cleaning, and I, I, I totally remember. It was like, all right, Woo! let's. We got we got a lot of work to do today. We we're going to be cleaning and scrubbing the walls in this room, plugging in the Bose, and it was like,
1: And psh- just like smoke came out. Yeah, we smelled it. So, um, when you're planning to move, do your research. Get uh, go online. There's what did you Google? Uh, you just, um, shipping companies. We, and we lived on the, we lived in New York. So if you live on the coast, yeah, it's a it, lot, it's a lot easier. easier. We live in New York city. So they're shipping it out of Elizabeth, New Jersey, which is not far at all. If you have, if you live in the middle of nowhere, you're going to, it's going to be more expensive. Trucking fees of, first. Yeah. Moving company going to have to move it to the, one of the big ports, uh, which is a bummer, especially if you live of thousands of miles away from a big port. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, do your homework and just remember, is, is it really worth it? You're not moving. If you're moving to Italy or Europe, it's not the third world.
2: Is there anything you wish we had brought? No. I know that like at times at first when we moved, I wish we had brought our bed because it would have been nice to have like a big, huge American bed. But we made that decision. If we did that, we'd always have to buy sheets
1: from the States. Uh, yeah. So yeah, that's an uh, excellent point. Sheet dimensions are different here. Paper, like for oh, yeah, printer the printer stuff, if you go to buy paper in Europe, it's not eight and a half by 11 like it is in North America. It's slightly different. Um, mm-hmm. So that might th- throw off your printer type thing. And in fact, um, it's
2: sometimes hard to get the right ink cartridges for like some of those printers too.
1: Most electronics, though, like computers, doesn't matter the voltage when you plug it in, but things like kitchen appliances. And, yeah, do your homework and be organized. That's it. That's the long version of that.
2: All right. Um, What about mentally?
1: I don't know what you mean.
2: Like preparing to move, um, the ins and outs of packing and moving to an... How did you prepare? She's saying mentally. So I would say, like... How I would interpret that is <laughs> mentally, I hope this stuff comes and it's going to take six months till I see any of this again. Six, six weeks, weeks. Sorry. And we had to pack a small bag to get us for, not a small bag, but like a suitcase for that amount of time. And of we did it, it a over form. a couple
1: of weeks. We did it over, like we turned our living room into our packing zone and just started packing up boxes and piling them in. And oh, making
2: that's true. Mentally, how do you start a project like that? That's true. And we
1: cleaned out one room and we made, we measured out the measurements that we had to fill. And then we started stacking boxes to make sure it fit inside of that. Uh-huh. And, then by and,
2: m- and as you're going through the boxes too, you're like, do I need this? Have I used it? You know, all of that stuff. When was the last time I touched it? Get rid of it if it's not. And like Jason said, it's not the third world. You'll find things here for sure.
1: Yeah. I mean, do we really need, you know, books? We took a lot of books, but I don't know. Towel, uh, we're, we're... Towels. Yeah. yeah I like, don't know. Weird you stuff like. need six boxes of towels. Come on. Let's, let's, because it's expensive. Mm hmm. Next question.
2: The next question is um, kind of an adaptation of a question of looking for. <laughs> Um, tips for, did we know what we were doing when we were looking for an agriturismo and essentially what would be the tips for looking for an agriturismo, but I like how you kind of interpreted it
1: more for a rural house. Um, we had no idea what we were doing when we came out here. We were just dumb luck that we found this place. We
2: almost got a mill that now that I think about it would have been in the dark, in the swampiness. Like we, it would have been horrible. So we got lucky. So now we know what to look for.
1: Three things to look for. If you were the three top things to look for. Ashley, number one.
2: Well. in a, For a rural no, I'm saying, home. Yeah, there we go. When searching for a rural home in, in Italy. In Italy. Um, you got to have a road. You <laughs> want to make sure there's a way to get there. Uh, that's something my dad always said. He's kind of lived off the grid a bit in Washington State. And uh, he's always said, you know. He likes the idea of alternate energy and sustainability, but he's like, you don't want to get into road building. So you want to make sure that there's a road and that the house is hooked up sewer sewer
1: electricity electricity
2: even freaking phone like it has taken us six years we still we've lived here for six years we still don't have a phone line we only have um cell phone which has gotten better which has gotten better and now with more satellites and things like that that it's possible to have any sort of communication but uh you forget that something like putting in phone lines could be six miles away if
1: there 's no electricity hooked up to it, you can that could be years, literally years
2: all right, okay, so number two, we already talked about this at the beginning of the podcast
1: what water Ugh, water huge for a rural house where 's your water coming from? Is it coming from the commune like the vill- like the city water or vill- community water? do you have a well? is the well ever gone dry? Where is the well? What's the wa- what's the water quality of the well? Um, lots of things. How much is it?
2: Like you and Luke were just talking about that. Oh,
1: to drill a well?
2: No, to bring water from the city. Like it remember can, you guys he was just saying like how much just, if you're going to have a garden? Like
1: <laughs> are you yeah, how are you going to irrigate, you know, your 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 landscaping if you're going to have that? Um do you live near a water source like a spring or a, or river. a river or something? That's huge because if you have to pull water from the, wherever the main water line is, you can talk kilometers.
2: Yeah. And why it's slightly not an ironic thought, but so many people love the idea of a hilltop house in Italy. And you think of how it's perched on one of those sweet rolling hills. And now I think, how the hell do you get water here? <laughs> you have it's, Where is it coming from? <laughs> like where we are, we're in the mountains and we're tucked away. So there's a river behind the house and one in front of the house and it's trickling down off the mountains and rivers and... Uh, or the rocks and everything I mean, and it 's being clean, like where is this water coming from if you live on one of these quintessential little hilltops?
1: um you have a well at the bottom of the hill and you pump it back up yeah it's i mean it 's a big water plant. yeah, yeah. so that 's a hu- that 's another big thing it is, and water. that one we we kind of no, knew we, yeah. like we just
2: knew to ask about it, like I remember Jason asking, and I remember at this place, especially Fushiani, making a big deal about it, but we did not understand the severity of it. And now, like, what we he were... made
1: a big deal that there was a water... There's a yeah. sulfur water. There's always... There will always be water here. Even if there's a drought, 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 there's this underground river of sulfuric water, which in a pinch you will always, always have.
2: Yeah. Which is huge. And we just did not get the uh, uh, severity of that. And... What it meant to have to go, like we talked about at the beginning of the podcast, f- put tubes together and things like that. Like
1: How we would never have a garden if we were on city water. No. Water here can be very, very expensive if you're buying it from the, the uh, municipality. Mm. It can be really mm-hmm. expensive. And number
2: three, the thing that you have discovered is one of the most important things.
1: Positioning of, of the house versus the... Um, to the sun. To the sun. If you have a northern... Fa- if you have a... If you don't have a nice southern-facing house with a nice southern view, you're not going to get. It's going to be cold in the winter, because you're not going to get any. You're not going to get any sunlight. Uh, uh, you want a nice. We we look to this, this is a big
2: deal, and this
1: will. This could be. This could be a deal breaker. Yeah, not only a deal You'll breaker freeze.
2: could be one of the major reasons that you don't understand why a house is so cheap,
1: or still there. If That's you're what looking I mean. At it and it's like whoa, check this thing out. I don't understand exactly. Blah 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 blah. This break house out, looks great. It's gorgeous. A everyone, has a, everyone has a smartphone. Put a compass application on your thing and stand. Where is the sun going to go? And just remember, if you're looking at it in the summer and it's going right over your head, that doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to get sun in the winter, right? If if you're nestled in, like the first place we were going to look at, we were going to get before we moved in, before we found this, was a mill that w- that was nestled at the in a, va- in a little tiny, like... Almost like a Mm canyony ball, like really low, and we didn't realize in the winter you would never see the sun. You wouldn't. You would just. It'd be dark all. It'd be dark and shadowy all. Even here,
2: uh, it comes straight across the side of the sky. And (laughs) And at by four or four thirty, we're done. It's, it's,
1: behind, it's behind the, the, the hills. Um, so keep that in mind. Take a little compass with you, and where is the sun going to go? And then if you, you find you know, east and west, and then picture it going just across the horizon, do you have big hills in front of you? Um, where, are you where do you think, if you're going to have a little garden, where are you going to put the garden? What kind of sunlight is that going to get? Those kind of things. Mm-hmm. Sun's a huge thing. It's what makes these stone houses warm up in the wintertime, just the, the sun beating on them.
2: Yep. Well, I think those are three really great, strong tips. Thanks, Jason. (laughs) Thanks, Ashley.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, I wanted to talk about some food. All right, but it's been 50 minutes so it guys, has? Yes. So make it quick. I wanted
2: to talk about Bakalov
1: versus stokafiso because oh, I'm hooked. Okay, okay. So um, now that December's coming along and it's just the two of us uh, coming around and it's just the two of us, I cook a lot more fish because I don't really get to cook a lot of fish in the when it's when we have people. We're in the mountains, fish is not plant. you know, uh, it's, I just don't yeah, and it's hard when you don't know how many people you're serving. Twenty two, blah blah, or, blah blah Yeah. Blah. Uh, so in the in this time of year, I like to get fish, and I'll do it twice a week. And I've been uh, doing salt cod, which is or uh, bacalao. And there's many many cultures. All of Europe basically eats salted cod. In it, it goes back, you know, forever. Forever, right? Um, and what you do with this is you can either buy it already reconstituted, or you can buy it salted. And you have to then um, rinse it in water over several days or over at least a couple days, and then you could do a, th- a million different things with it, from making croquettes to broiling it to just roasting it to, to putting What's it in the, the potatoes pan. Potatoes, one I like. Um, the chew that I do <laughs> is with um, bread. Bo- both of them in the oven, a uh, little seasoned breadcrumbs and a couple of cherry tomatoes, frozen cherry tomatoes from the from my freezer from my garden, and just roasted it off. Or, oh, so good. So or, I take, um, or I take paper thin slices of potato, lay it over the top of the fish with olive oil and a little t- sprinkle of white wine and some herbs and bake it off and the, the potatoes get crunchy. Really but good. And so, but isn't... The, the Spanish do it, the Portuguese do it. The, oh yeah, we had it the, raw. Yeah, we had it raw when we were in, in Barcelona. What is the deal though with the salt? So There's, how do you know how much salt to use when you're cooking it? well with any well it's salted and you you Ugh. rinse it and wash it and change the water over several days to get as much of the salt out as you can normally i do not salt the the fish at all when i cook with it okay because it's still going to be a little salty if you don't get enough of the salt out you'll know it you'll know it and what's of fiso is dried cod they lay it out in the sun and dry it and that you reconstitute in water stocofiso is usually a li- you find whole fishes usually um, it's more isn't it it costs more usually um that's because it weighs much less because it's dried and not salted the salted one still has still has moisture in it the stocofiso the dried cod is like a like a um like a baton like it's, mm-hmm. it's stiff Mm-hmm. Um, it Looks
2: like the Flintstones or
1: something. Yeah, both of them are de- both of them are delicious. The uh, stocafiso you need m- even more time. And this is something a lot of Italians eat around Christmas time. Well, they just eat it around this. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think wintery time. You can buy um, already washed and ready to go bacalà in the uh, grocery store and in the fish market, and you'll start to see stocafiso coming up pretty soon. I love it's, it. It's a couple hundred col- uh, euro a kilo, so it's really the stocafiso is really it is expensive. Whoa.
2: So Stoke Feast was a couple hundred euro, a kilo, bakala?
1: Um, 20
2: oh big price diff
1: yes huge price difference
2: but you remember are dried you... it
1: weighs hardly anything so it has to cost more
2: one time we should do a podcast where we pull up the prices of things like on eatily and compare it to what it is here
1: that's a great <laughs> idea let's do that next time we will like whole foods and huh, and
2: just go okay what is the current market price in that's,
1: <laughs> that's a great idea that's a good idea uh, well, okay. i don't, think, I, I don't know i think we're i'm ready to wrap it up bring us home you bring us home all right well (laughs) you can reach us on facebook twitter um pinterest um vimeo youtube all you have to or google all you have to do is look for com, and that's l-a-t-a-v-o-l-a-m-a-r-c-h-e.com thank you very much if you've enjoyed what you hear tell a friend oh
2: i forgot the music
1: That's right. We got to
2: play out with a song. So in the vein of what we talked about last week of trying to do a song of the week, this week will be, um, oh my gosh, I lost it. Where'd it go? It's, um, I can never pronounce the guy's last name. Fred.
1: Burles. Burlesconi. No, Bur...
2: Okay, one second. It is Buonasera is the name of the song by Fred Buscaglione.
1: Eh? Okay, <laughs> and it's a fun one. So uh, let it play and enjoy the day. Thank you very much for listening. Have a great one, and we'll hopefully do another one next week. Ciao. Ciao.
0: Buonasera, signorina. Buonasera. Com'è bello stare a Napoli e sognare Mentre in cielo sembra dire buonasera La vecchia luna che sul Mediterraneo appare Ogni giorno ci incontriamo camminando Dove pare che la montagna scenda in mare Quante cose abbiamo detto sospirando In quell'angolo più bello del mondo Quante volte ho sussurrato a Morettano. Buonasera, signorina, che night. Buonasera, signorina, che smegadnight. Baturu, a tu buonasera, signorina, buonasera, come oh, bello stare a Napoli e sognare, mentre il cielo sembra dire, buonasera, la vecchia luna che sul Mediterraneo appare Ogni giorno ci incontriamo camminando, dove parche la montagna stenda in mare, quante cose mm, abbiamo detto sospirando, in quell'angolo più bello del mondo, quante volte ho sussurrato amore stavo, buonasera signorina, che spiegata, che in quell'angolo più bello del mondo Quante volte ho sussurrato a vostri Buonasera signorina che's me good night Buonasera signorina che's me good night Buonasera signorina che's me good night